We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Type that into your app search, then download. This is Sarkand and Kyrie on WEEI. Ninety-three-seven Sports Radio, WEEI, Boston Sports Original. Remember, you can listen to EEI on your smart speaker. Just say "Play ninety-three-seven WEEI." Uh, it's Christian Arkan. It's Kyrie Thompson here. It's our uh, last show together uh, for till I don't know when. I know, but it's been a lot of fun this week. It's been yeah. uh, great working with you. I did your podcast Thanks, once, and that was it. That was the only uh, you you'd been on my old show at the other at the other station. So yeah, it's not a like bunch we didn't of know each other. Yeah. But we hadn't like done shows together before. Yeah, I yeah. Think. So that was that was the first show that we did. It was I don't know what forty minutes. We went. We were going for a minute. Yeah, yeah. We were going on for a little while. But yeah, this is. What is it, 16 hours of radio that we'll be completing? Yes, at the that's end right. Of today? That's Look right. At that. I know. And uh, every moment, savoring it. <laughs> With uh, that said, we're going to take a quick Patriots break here and talk a little bit about the Boston Celtics, who, uh, again, won last night. They beat the Clippers. And it was a nice win. That was a fun game. I think that that would be a fun finals matchup, by the way. I know that uh, you want another crack at the Warriors. I get that. But if uh, if the Clippers were to stay healthy this year and, uh, and, and be the last team standing there in the Western Conference, and it's Tatum and Brown against George and Kawhi, like, that's... I'm into that. Yeah, like, that I, I dig that. That would be... See, we were having the debate the other day yep. about who's the best duo in the NBA, and I think we were both pretty solid on it being Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and partly because, I mean, obviously Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have a long track record of stardom in this league, and you could say that Kawhi, Pete Kawhi Leonard is better than either one of those players, for sure. But he's not really Pete Kawhi Leonard anymore. He's he's only played a, a fraction of the games. He's not even playing a full you know a, a accompaniment of minutes. So it's hard to really put them on that level right now. They're they're just trying to get him to the playoffs, see if he can be some semblance of himself yeah. for a playoff slash you know title run. If it got to that point and you have reasonably healthy Kawhi duking it out alongside Paul George and these two. 
man, that could be one of the more fun finals in a couple of years. Yeah, and this game last night, it looked like the Celtics had it. They were up about 10-11, I want to say, with uh, like three minutes left to go. And then they went on this run. L.A. did. They scored eight of the next nine points and pulled it within three points. Kawhi hit a nice uh, mid-range jumper to uh, get within three. And then the next sequence after that was pretty awesome. Uh, Derek White comes flying in from the weak side and blocks Paul George at the rim. Oh yeah, which was just an awesome play. And then uh, I love I love small guards or I mean just guards who defend the rim. I love it. You it's don't see it that things. much, but when you see it, it's awesome. Like Kevin Johnson used to do that. Remember him? Yeah, uh, on the Suns. Like, Marcus Smart doing Smart it. Smart does it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's very cool when you see that happen, especially on a guy like uh, you know a superstar like Paul George. Uh, Brown and Tatum both got offensive rebounds. And uh, that was an opportunity that uh, the Clippers had there to maybe uh, get another shot up or uh, another possession, and the Celtics were able to uh, fight for the rebounds there and, and hold them off. They win one sixteen to one ten. Um, it was a uh, it was a fun game. It was a fun sort of exciting game, and uh, it was a team that really pummeled the Celtics when they played them out west. The Clippers, we remember that loss to uh, Golden State, but the Clippers yeah. beat them by twenty. And they barely even showed up in that game. So to see him sort of bounce back and, uh, and and handle those guys, especially Kawhi and Paul George, who are as good a wing duo as there is in the league outside of your two wings, uh, was certainly a, a promising thing to see. Um, I say all that to say this. Uh, the Celtics may be in the market to add to their roster. Now, who would they add? They got such a great team. Why would they add anybody? Um, Trey Young. Trey Young may be looking to get out of Atlanta. They're not going to get Trey Young, Arkan. What are you talking about? I don't necessarily, not on my radar, but he's on Vegas's radar. Bet Online right now has the following odds of who's going to trade for Trey Young. Uh, Dallas Mavericks are at the top at plus 250. That makes a ton of sense. Another scorer there to help uh, Luka Doncic and ease the ease the scoring load. Another shooter. Um, that's uh, That'd be a nice fit there for sure, although they do have a lot of guards. Um, Miami Heat, plus 350, makes plenty of sense there, too. Lowry's good, but he's getting up there, and uh, Young just is a better offensive player. Boston Celtics, three at plus 400. Now, these are just odds yes. that that Vegas is trying to get conducive get for betting. On, That's yep. all it is. They're trying to get some action. But they have the Celtics as the third high, and then after that's the Nuggets and the Lakers at plus 700 each. Celtics are a lot closer to the top than the bottom there. Uh, what do you make of that? There's a part of me that makes me think that there's this residual idea that, well, the Celtics, they've got the big two, and, you know, they, they still need that one extra piece, you know, whether it's in the starting lineup or off the bench that is going to put them over the top. Though I think they tried to do that with Malcolm Brogdon, right? right? That true point guard off the bench. And I feel like there's, there's this idea that, look, I mean, Marcus Smart, he's great at what he does. He's a good defender and all that, but he's not a real point guard. He doesn't score. And I feel like that's what a lot of people hone in on. To me, I feel like I don't make that much of it because, for one thing, out of all the teams that we just mentioned, the Celtics need him the least, mm. I would say. And then the other thing is, you're one of the best teams in the league, and part of it is because of the arrangement that you have, because you're funneling everything through, through those two guys, and you're not trying to find a, touches for a third one. right? Like a chem, like you have to force chemistry with a Kemba Walker. Because if right. Trey Young comes here, he's going to need the basketball. He's going to be initiating your offense. He is a true point guard. He is a guy that, that has to have— And he's taking have, 21 shots a game this year. Yeah, he has to have the basketball. 
Right now, I mean, look, I, I get it that, that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown aren't exactly the most elite distributors in the world, but Jason Tatum's gotten a lot better at it. Yes. Over the past couple of years, last year in particular, he looks like that that finally that complete basketball player. Do you want really want to take the ball out of his hands now? I just don't see it. You know what this reeks of to me? This reeks of Brad Stevens. Because Brad Stevens, his whole time he was here and coaching in the NBA, and I like Brad Stevens, but he always sort of felt like, I need a scoring point guard. I need Isaiah Thomas. I need Kyrie Irving. When Kyrie Irving's gone, I need Kemba Walker. Like, it was always, that was always a position that needed to be refilled. And it was always the same kind of player, you know? Like, Isaiah Thomas was a great scoring point guard. And uh, Kyrie Irving... He was undersized and he wasn't playing great defense. Sure, he didn't play good defense, neither did Irving, and certainly neither did Kemba Walker. And Walker's knees were shot by the time he got here. But, uh, you know, that's sort of the problem. Like, all these little guys, they eventually end up getting hurt. Um, Trey Young... I mean, he fits that mold more than he fits Marcus Smart mold. And, uh, you know, even someone like Malcolm Brogdon, who I think is a very strong defender, um, you know, Trey Young's not that. What he does offer you, I think, is really valuable if you're a team that's struggling to score. The Celtics aren't. That, I think, could be a problem. And Marcus Smart, whatever you think about him, has turned into, I think, one of the better distributing point guards in the NBA right now. He doesn't take a lot of shots anymore. He al- That's the thing. He always had that in his game. Mm. I feel like people were trying to make it sound like, oh, well, he's not a true point guard. Passing was always in his nature. It was always about, don't, don't be a hero, Marcus. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like don't, don't shoot the ball too much because you're not an elite shooter, whatever you might think that you are. And don't Throw crazy passes. Just work within the, the the flow of the offense. That was always something he could do, and it always frustrated me when people would talk about him. Oh, you're not a true point guard. Is that, you need to go out and get one of those. He always had the potential to be that guy. Yeah, he definitely did. And I think that up until recently, it really started last year, he kind of understood his role a lot better and understood that he's not a primary scorer and not someone who should be up there with the you know with the attempts with Brown and Tatum and you know some of the other guys on that team. And I think that that's just you know something that he had to eventually figure out about his own game, and he yeah. has. And I mean, this guy was a lottery because a sixth overall pick. It's not like he was expecting to be uh, just distributing and playing defense, but that's what he does, and he does it about as well as anybody in the league right now. Defense and I think uh, assist totals and not turning the ball over. Marcus Smart has molded himself into a very very strong point guard. And then and, you and then you've got to trade Smart if you want Trey. Young. That's Trey Young. the other Cause, part because you're, you're not going to trade Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown at this point probably. So. So Marcus Smart's going to be like your main trade chip. Do you want that? You'd have to trade a lot of guys probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, know, He's you have a start. deep bench, and they're going to ask for everyone and draft picks. This is Trey Young. He's the best player in the Hawks have had in 10 years. Yeah. Like They're not just going to give him away. No. They're going to give him away from a very uh, you know attractive uh, trade package. And I don't know if the Celtics are ready to put that together and sort of ruin what they got right now. As much as I like Trey Young, I think I may stay away from this. Although, uh, we'll see. if the Celtics, he's, a really, uh, he's a really good player. If, the Celtics, I mean, if like someone gets hurt or something, <laughs> if the Celtics start falling off, I may revisit. But right now, I'm good. Yeah, I, I mean, think, I mean uh, yeah, ultimately, I think that's the way I think about it. I mean, somebody said on the text line, like, this roster is almost perfect. I just feel like, why would you mess with it? Mm, you why know, would you mess with it? I agree with you, but, you know, you say those things, and then they come up short, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, you wonder sunk, what if, you know? Yeah, sunk cost. I'll, I'll say this, though, and I, I've thought this for a while here. The reason the Patriots... Uh, wow, talking too much about the Patriots. <laughs> the reason the Celtics lost in the NBA Finals was not about talent to me. It was about discipline. It was about the fact that when it came down to it, yeah, you had all the score and you had all the talent, but they played better than you when they needed to. They didn't make the crippling mistakes that you made, and they made adjustments better than you did. 
It's not about the fact that, oh, man, they were just too good for us. We had no business being on the floor. No, 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 no. You could have won that series. Yeah. You just weren't ready to win. Um, let's go to Matt in Smithfield before we go to break. He has a thought on Marcus Smart. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, so I I personally think at this point I've watched the Celtics forever, um, and I, I'm not a homer by any means, but Marcus Smart won the Defensive Player of the Year last year. I think he's one of the main reasons why Tatum and Brown, as well as Adoka last year, have bought in to more team ball and getting everyone involved. And he, he's one of the main reasons why they're rolling the way they are. He keeps the guys in line. He's the guy on our team that other teams fear to get into it with because he's hard-nosed. And honestly, I think he might be the first player since Paul Pierce that I think has deserved a right to end his career with the Boston Celtics at this point. I don't see a player in the NBA, and I say this understanding that he's not the best player in the league or even close to it. Um, I don't think there's a player in the NBA right now that I would trade him in a package with. You've got to be kidding me. See, this is why you can't ever say anything nice about Marcus Smart. There's not a player <laughs> in the league that you would trade Marcus Smart? Really? Not a player in the league? I mean, not look, one player in the whole league that you'd trade Marcus Smart the, the for? Ra- the rational... Do we have to... Do you, can you just say you like him? He's a good player. Yeah. Like, Do you have to say something ridiculous like that? The, look, look. The, 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 <laughs> the, ra- the rational part of this suggests that Marcus Smart absolutely should be... Like, okay, if you could get, like, Luka <laughs> yeah. or something like that. I mean, it, it, Trey's a very good player, but if you could get somebody like Luka... <laughs> in a trade package for Marcus Smart plus other players. You got to think about that, right? Yeah. If you I, mean, get I mean, Giannis on, not... for Marcus Smart, I think you'd take yeah. Giannis, wouldn't and, you? And look, I, I understand in a way what, <laughs> what what the caller is saying is that, like, he's he's a Boston Celtic. He, like, right. embodies what a lot of people want a Boston Celtic to embody, the toughness, the hard-nosedness, the, the winning mentality, the, the grindy sort of thing. Yeah, I get it. He, he, do, he does embody that. And I feel like I, I would absolutely love to see Marcus Smart play his entire career here. And I feel like in the end we'll appreciate him a lot more in the end than we've appreciated him for much of his career. But to say that they gotta I would win, they got to win for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But would, I, but would I not trade Marcus Smart for Giannis? Yeah, I don't know about all that. Come on. Uh, 617-779-7937. That's why I, I knew as I was doing it, I was like, man, I'm going to get one of you those got weird Marcus up. Smart calls. They got you off. And here it is. Uh, all right, we're going to uh, head back and switch back to the New England Patriots and their big game this week. And we took a brace. See there, text line. We can talk about other sports. There's your Celtics minute right there. We'll also do more of the 2022 year in review. Bill Belichick spoke a little bit more today about Mac Jones. Still didn't really defend him all that much. We'll get to yep. that next. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Maybe it'd be good if I turn my mic on. The Celtics beat the Clippers 116-110. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown had 29 points in the win. The Seas are off until Sunday when they head to Denver to play the Nuggets. And the Patriots injury report report is out. The Patriots have ruled out CB Marcus Jones and Jack Jones as well as tight end Jonu Smith and wide receiver Devontae Parker. Five others listed as questionable, and Damian Harris is off the injury report, so that's good news there. And the Bruins are off until tomorrow when they host the Sabres at 1 p.m. Don't miss Gresh Razor in Millbury Tuesday, January 2nd from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., broadcasting on location at Timeout Market just down the road from Fenway. It's the WEEI Classic Broadcast on Boston Sports Original WEEI. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. It's Arcand and Kyrie on WEEI. Twenty-three here, Sports Radio WEEI. Christian Arkin, Kyrie Thompson, Jackson behind the glass. Uh, phone number six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Um, we took a little Celtics uh, break there, or a Patriots break with the Celtics. I wanted to do uh, veer back towards the Patriots because there was some uh, there was some talk today. Bill Belichick addressing the media, and he was asked again about Mac Jones and whether or not Mac Jones is a dirty player. He was asked about this a couple days ago. Kind of shrugged the question off. Took it a little more head-on this time, but still, I don't know. You be the judge. Speaking for yourself, do you think Mac, in your experience, is a dirty player? Yeah, I'm not going to sit up here and comment about I mean, we go through and go through the rest of the roster and ask the same questions, right, about different things about players and all that. So, like, I'm not going to get into any of that. Yeah, my, right, right now my focus Hold on a second. And stop, that, stop it right there, Jackson. That was sort of an interesting way to end that answer, wasn't it? It is because it kind of like uh, maybe everybody else is kind of dirty, is what he meant, right. or or at least yeah. there's, there's dirty plays that happen in the NFL every play. It's kind of sure, or there's other things that players do that's not great, or whatever it is. But again, that's not saying I think that he's not a dirty. Player, yeah, it's you know? like that, that damn Barmore did something much dirtier, but you didn't notice it, did you? Right. Yeah. That's. Just, I don't know. It was just sort of an interesting way to uh, to to phrase whatever it was he was trying to say there. Um, but you know, he's trying to just shake off the question. Yeah, and I mean, they're, they're he's probably saying like. 
like, hey, people probably think that, you know, so-and-so is dirty because they did this that one time. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not going to sit up here and engage with that. That's really all. It's, it's what it comes down to. I don't want to engage with that. Right. I don't want to answer hypotheticals. I don't want to get pulled down the rabbit hole. The thing is, like. It's not really a hypothetical, though. It's kind of a yes, yes or no question. Exactly. You think Max, Max is a dirty player. But he but he's treating it that way. And that's his, his way of kind of getting out of it. It's like, I don't want to go about, down the rabbit hole of talking about. Because I don't have to talk about all these other players. It's like, we're really just asking you yeah, to talk about No one's about asking you about anybody else. No one wants to know if Tyquan Thornton's a dirty player or really anybody. Uh, it's just the one guy who was diving into people's knees. But anyway, there was uh, this was Andrew Callahan, who we had on the show today. Uh, he was pressing him a little bit. It's not on some other game, some other play, some other year, what somebody else said or didn't say. Like, we're trying to get ready for the Dolphins. And so that's where it's at. So, honestly, I don't even think about those things. Do you think you run the risk at all of alienating your quarterback when I ask if he's dirty and you don't see it or no? Yeah, I have a good relationship with all the players. I talk to all the players. I talk to the team every day, talk to players individually on an as-needed basis or anything that's relevant. So I feel comfortable in my relationship with every player, every coach. Every staff member, that's what you're asking. Hmm. Well, a little snippy at the end there. If that's what you're asking, uh, maybe that was a little bit towards Kyle Van Noy and what he had to say about relationships that that's Bill first, Belichick may or may not have. Definitely towards that. That has to be a reaction to that. Right? It's got to be a little be. bit there. Uh, are you worried about you know alienating your quarterback? Hey, I don't alienate people. I got a great relationship with my players, no matter what Kyle Van Noy may have said. On an as-needed basis, which was kind of funny, too. Right. Uh, do you have the Van Noy cut in case people missed it yesterday? Uh, Kyle Van Noy was asked about the differences between his current coach and Bill Belichick, and he had a pretty detailed answer. It was, uh, it was I think, what Bill was responding to there more so even than Callahan's follow-up and listen that was a good follow-up by Callahan are you worried about alienating him by not having his back uh listen I got a great relationship with him and everybody else and you know when you're Bill Belichick you can say that even if it's not necessarily true because who's going to challenge you on the roster uh here's Kyle Van Noy I would say the biggest difference between Bill and uh and Staley's relationships he has relationships with every single player on the team uh, it's really impressive how he can work a room. Uh, he's got everybody number on, in their favorites. He can call them right then and there. And any player he reaches out, you know, it, it, I respect that. And and to in this new age of players, you got to do that. And he's done a great job of that. And I'm not saying Bill. I have a great relationship with Bill, but not everybody does. Hmm. And so hmm. I would say that's the biggest difference is the relationship base that Staley forms versus All right, Bill. you can cut it right there, Jackson. Uh, I have a great relationship with Bill, but not everybody does. And now Bill, in a question about alienating Mac Jones, says, I have a great relationship with all my players. Interesting, interesting how that sort of happened. Uh, for someone who likes to ignore the noise, I think that uh, Bill was listening pretty closely. I think his antennas are up when it comes to this sort of thing, and that's well, a great example right there. I mean, Andy Hart has talked about this on a couple of occasions, that, yeah, maybe he's not going to address it in a press conference, but they know that these things are discussed. Right. They look at they look at the press clippings. They know what's being said out there. I would find it extremely hard to believe that that comment did not make it to his ears. He would just never tell you that that was the thing. And look, as we talked about, relationships have not been a strong suit of anybody really coming from his coaching tree. 
Like this is not this is not new stuff. And so, and I mean, he clearly doesn't have a great relationship with his quarterback because if he did, he probably would just nip this stuff in the bud. And I mean, you could say like, oh yeah, well, he doesn't engage with these kinds of things, and like he, he never talks to the media about it. He's never going to sit up there and, and, and indulge some of this line of questioning. Mm-hmm. It's not about indulgence so much as being like, no, like just just no, flatly no. And you and you could say like, somebody like, well, why don't you believe that? I just don't. I mean, come on, you you could you could make this easy on yourself. The fact that he's not making it easy on himself, that he's not coming out more definitively in favor of Mac Jones here, it's continuing a trend. I and, feel and comfortable it, in my relationship with every player, every coach, every staff member. That's what you're asking. So I guess he didn't say I have a great relationship. He said I feel comfortable with my relationship with yeah. all the players and coaches and staff members. That's, I guess that's a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, it, it can be, and I feel like it's a little bit more of that mentor-mentee sort right. of thing or, like, I'm the boss, you are the employee. And, look, I can I can understand that. I mean, he's a little bit more old school. He's not always – you know, Kyle Van Noy's comment was about this new age of player, right, it's how things are going now. And you have you know, some of these new age coaches dealing sure. with new age players. He's not a new age coach. His approach has been probably just about the same as it's been for the last 20, 30 years. And, and again, the thing is, you don't have to be buddy-buddy with all your players in order to be a successful coach. Then again, if you're not going to rely on that kind of relationship building, then you better be really, really good at all the other stuff. Yeah. And I would argue that he has not been really, really good at the other things. Really quickly, because I see this continuing to go on on the, on the text line, seeing a couple people debating about how my name is pronounced. Yes, because they is, would know. <laughs> it is actually pronounced Kyrie. I realize that the spelling is not intuitive, so I understand you looking at it and saying, what the heck? It's it's Kari, you know? Right. I, I get it. I get it. I'm not mad at anybody for that, but it is actually Kyrie. Don't blame me for that. <laughs> My mom made that decision. I had nothing to do with it. You're getting name-splained on the, uh, on the uh, yeah, text line. Yeah, it's a great. It's great, the text line. Because I, I would have never told you how to pronounce my name. Sure. No. Um, there is another Kari Thompson in town yes, who and, has your old job. Yes, yes. And so that guy. Which over, is so weird. That is so is weird. Is that true? Yes. Yes. Wow. There's a guy who spells it the same way. And I know this because when Kyrie Thompson was working at Boston.com, I read his stuff and I liked it and I wanted to have him on my Sunday show. <laughs> you know, like, so I messaged, really bad. <laughs> I messaged the other guy because I didn't know there was two of them. So I, I messaged this guy who was working in Kentucky, I think, or something. Yeah, so he was, out, he was down in Memphis. Or so Memphis, so yeah. we've known each other actually since <laughs> 2018. Okay. And, and so that that is a totally random occurrence. And so like I knew he was about to take that job. And I was like, oh yeah, Boston Sports is going to have a heck of a time with this. <laughs> so his name is actually... Kari. Right. Mine, mine Spelled is, Kari. You're, yes. My, mine is Kyrie. Mine is weird. Mm-hmm. I, I accept that. Yes. But we, you do, just for the record, you do know how to pronounce your own name. Yes. Just so we're clear. Last, last I checked. <laughs> so yes, we're I clear did. about all that. Anyways, okay, good. Uh, 617-779-7937 is the phone number. Let's go to Chris in Boston. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, guys, real quick, as you guys mentioned about the Celtics, but I'm going to start with the Patriots real quick. Go ahead. I feel like we're, overthink- I feel like we're overthinking this. Keep Mac. Shore up the offensive line, get rid of Aguilar, get rid of Devontae Parker, go after Alan Lazard, DJ Chark, trade for D-Hop, re-sign Myers. Moving on to the Celtics real quick, I feel like as constituted, this team is good as it is. Mm-hmm. Next year, we're going to need to build on wing depth and center depth. Guys that I'm thinking about that Brad Stevens should be really aggressive on getting, Harrison Barnes, Miles Turner, 
Kyle Kuzma and Nikola Vucevic from Chicago. I probably butchered his name. I'm going to hang no, up you nailed and it. see what you guys talk about. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Just a bit outside, but, you know, that, <laughs> I, knew that you is, meant but I mean, he's he's one of those multidimensional guys. I mean, he's, he's a little bit more of like a kind of a, a post-ish player, but he can stretch the floor, meaning, meaning Vucevic. And Harrison Barnes, I'm a little bit, Eh. Though he was a he was a good role player on those Golden State Warrior teams. Mm-hmm. He's another he's another guy who can shoot, you know, kind of wing postish sort of player. Not necessarily like a banger who's gonna go down there. I mean Miles Turner, you could get Miles Turner on this team. That dude's a boss. Kyle Kuzma, Nikola Vucevic. <laughs> so close. You tried. <laughs> Kuzma's one of those lightning rod dudes you bring up off the bench and he could just he'll just shoot. Yeah. Just just tell tell that man to shoot. He does well, he doesn't need any advice. He doesn't need to be told. He's just gonna shoot the ball. Um I could I can dig that. I can dig that. And and again, when you're talking about centers, because you don't know how much you're gonna get out of Rob Williams every single year, mm-hmm. that absolutely has to be on your radar. Especially yeah. and, and you know, Al Horford's not gonna be playing forever. Yeah, that's true. Um and I do think wing depth is what they have to be going for. You know who I like and who I've always liked is uh Terrence Ross in Orlando. I've been a fan of his, and I think that he could be he could fill that role pretty well. You don't need just just a offense. lot, you know. Yeah. You don't need a lot. You just need a guy who can play the position, play a little defense, and give you you know maybe ten points off the bench once in a while. And Ross can do that. He's still I think he's like thirty, thirty one something. He's been in the league a while, but he's a you know crafty veteran. He's wasting away out there on that Magic team. Uh, I'd be I'd be good with someone like that. Uh, Harrison former Barnes. dunk contest winner, I believe. Did Ross win the dunk contest? He's a high flyer. Yeah, get up. Yeah, he was maybe. Um, I don't know if he still is, but yeah, that uh, that'd be fine. I'd be fine with someone like that. I don't think you have much to really add. You could add a big, I guess. Um, if you're worried about Horford and Williams and their health, fine. You don't want you know Luke Cornett out there by himself. Uh, you just know, just you up there throwing his hands up, doing the uh, yeah. It's, like, the rock it's like you can't make it if you can't see the rim. <laughs> um, and you do have sort of a log jam at the point guard position, so you could yeah. you have some uh, you have some chips there that you can play with. You know, you got uh, all these point guards, but that's you know that's that's about as much as I would as I would do anything to this roster. That's about as much as I would amend it or adjust it. It would be very, very little, and it'd be uh, yeah. on the margins, yeah, uh, certainly. 617-779-7937, that's the number. What else did he say? Oh, he was talking about uh, how to revamp the offense. Um, that is a complete overhaul at wide receiver. Oh, which there I, was, yeah. Which I, I mean, I'm in favor of that. I mean, look, I, Alan Lazard and DJ Chark over the guys you have. I don't know if that's any point. It's just sort of rearranging. I would like Hopkins here, but if Hopkins is here, you can keep the rest well, of the well, guys. Well, Chark is different because he's he's a big, more explosive downfield dude. Which I mean, look, okay, yeah, you got DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, he's a big downfield target, or whatever. But he doesn't have speed, right? The way he gets open is by just using his body, right? Chark can run. Chark can run. He's got catch radius. He's kind of a souped-up version of of you know what what you could have in mm-hmm. Devontae Parker, Parker with more speed. Lazard, Lazard is is I mean a maybe more angular body type version of Jacoby Myers. I mean again like former undrafted guys like possession receivers, not terribly explosive. I would like to see them bring Jacoby Myers back. I think he just works here. He gets open. He's, he just finds ways to get better. But yeah, I think the big piece if you're gonna do it. The big piece is going to be go trade for a number one, okay? Hopkins, he's up there in age. So if you could pull off somebody like a T. Higgins, I think I think that's something you want to do. But I feel like we're just not going to see a, mm. a fully revamped wide receiving core just through trades 
And just just through trades and free agency, it's got to happen through the draft too. They have to draft another playmaking wide receiver. Um, Jacoby Myers, what kind of market do you think he'll have? Will it be hard for the Patriots to resign him? Probably not. No, I mean they've he's got, valuable to them. Yes, he's yeah. and he's they've got a decent amount of cap space. They have fifty plus million dollars in cap space, and the thing is, he's not going to command twenty million dollars a year to me. Right. I mean, first of all, he's missed a couple of games. People might be looking at him a little bit sideways for, uh, you know, that lateral or, you know, what, what have you. Yeah, I would say that probably hurt his stock a little bit. <laughs> um, but, but I think, you know, the, the yardage and stuff is down, though. Again, I think that's, that's an offense problem, not so much a Jacoby Myers problem. He's right. still getting open. He's still one of the best receivers in football in terms of getting open versus man coverage. Like, he, he's, he's not bad. I think that he's probably going to be looking for – Money in the low teens. Mm-hmm. Talking like 10, 11, 12. Because, he, I mean, Juju, I think, got like nine last year or something like that or somewhere around there. I think Jacoby Myers is probably, for, for the production he's had over the last couple of seasons, he's in that range to maybe a little bit better because I think he's, he's led this team in receiving now for three straight years. Yeah, I think he's probably the hardest receiver they have to replace. Yes. If he left. Which um, is why, like, okay, if you, if you lost Myers and you – Lazard would probably make a good deal of sense there. Yeah, sure. If you uh, if you lost him, I could see that. 617-779-7937. Um, we got uh, one more thing that I just wanted to touch on here before we get to another installment of the 2022 Year in Review as put together by our fabulous producer Jackson back there. Um, there's not a lot of Bill Belichick guys left in this locker room. You know, I was sort of looking at the roster, and the important players on this team are all like first and second year guys on the offense in particular. It seems like there's not a lot of holdovers. Uh, David Andrews is one, but really there's not there's not a lot of guys who played with Tom Brady even. You know, or uh, uh, were around for that last Super Bowl. It's just it's it's really been a lot of turnover here in the last three four years. And you look on the defense. Devin McCourty's still very much a Bill guy. Matthew Slater's obviously a Bill guy there in the special teams. But you think of, like, the last 20 years and how there was always a good amount of, of players on both sides of the ball, led by Tom Brady, obviously, with the offense. Just veteran Bill Belichick guys. Veteran Patriot, you know, guys that you just installed the the offense and the defense and also the uh, the way that things are done, you know, the ethos of the team. And I just sort of feel like that's... That's slipping away this year, and I wonder, like, could this, you think about Bill and his relationships with people and, you know, him saying he's comfortable with all his relationships after Van Noy says, well, he doesn't have great relationships with everybody. Do you think he has great relationships with all these new people? Because a lot of them probably came there thinking, the best thing about this is I get to be coached by Bill Belichick. I mean, Jalen Mills said that. Yeah. Like that, and I mean, you think was, he's still feeling that way? That, that was a question that I feel like a lot of people where we're trying to fish for last year when, when all that free agency signing was going on. And it's just like, oh, yeah, what's it like to play for Bill Belichick? What's it like to, to play uh, you know, for, this, uh, you know, for this franchise? And there was a lot more of that, like, wow, like the history and stuff. I don't know if it's going to be quite like that anymore, especially after what, what we've seen this year and some of the wildness. I would say like Jalen Mills, like a guy like that, probably, probably does feel the same way, I would say. And, and maybe some of these guys do feel that way. But you know what? Maybe if you're on the offensive side of the football, maybe your perception is a little bit different now. And in particular, Mac Jones, Mac Jones's perception of Bill Belichick and and this this team and yeah. what it means probably a lot different than what it was when when he came in. He's like, 
Y'all told me it was going to be just like playing for Nick Saban. Nick Saban didn't do none of this. Right. And, you know, extrapolate Mac Jones to the other new players on offense who came here thinking, you know, this is going to be, we'll be coached by Bill Belichick. And all of a sudden, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry, John Smith, all these guys are putting up career lows in yards and Kendrick touchdowns Bourne and everything probably else. Ain't trying to try to sign another contract here. I would imagine probably not. And he's a special case, obviously, but that's sort of, I think, the state of your offense right now. Uh, 617-779-7937. There's your phone number quick break when we come back 2022 year in review we'll uh, share our games of the year after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward medella is the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward you put in the hours the energy the tough labor you are a fighter medella is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's Arcand and Kyrie on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Radio WEEI, Boston Sports Original. It's Arkand. It's Kyrie Thompson. Here with you until 6 p.m. And uh, we, as promised, will be getting to another installment right now of our 2022 Year in Review. Yes, 2022. What a year it was. What a year it was for sports and for Boston sports. And without any further ado, thank you very much. Let's get to our 2022 Games of the Year. I went first last time. Kyrie, you do the honors this time. Well, last time we had ourselves a a bit of a Celtics bonanza because they're one of the only Boston sports teams that actually did anything useful. It's true. uh, Up until the Bruins started doing what they're doing and the Celtics started taking off this season once again. My game of the year would be that Eastern Conference Finals Game 7 in which... The Heat had, had battled it back, and, and it had been just a just a nail-biting series. You wondered if the Celtics were going to be able to take one last punch from the Heat and Jimmy Butler, who was just emerging as a clutch god at the end of that series. They finally t- they, they, they took a lead and scrapped and, and got their way into a position to win against all odds, seemingly. And then Jimmy Butler somehow found the ball in his hands with one last chance to win the game. And the entirety of Boston held its collective breath. Do we have that one, Jackson? Smart. Banks. Fires. Butler. He can tie. For the lead. Loose. And Horford. Can have to foul. They do. Butler had a clean look, Jeff. And he went for the kill shot. And the lead. You know, hearing that, hearing the ball hit the rim, I still had to be like, 
<laughs> I still held my breath. Every last one of y'all, and, and myself included, thought that ball was going in the net. He had 35 points at that point in the game, 13 of 23 shooting. I mean, again, just whatever clutch shot you needed from Jimmy Butler, clutch play, what have you. He was just absolutely tearing it up. Look, from a textbook basketball perspective, was that a great shot? No. No. But that's one of those. It's one that Jimmy Butler has to hit, though. It's one that Jimmy Butler has to hit, has hit, and he's the best player on that team. So you want him shooting it. You're willing to go down swinging with Jimmy Butler taking that shot. a clean look. He had a yep. clean look at it for sure. Uh, my game of the year is also a Boston Celtics game, and it was also from that same playoff run, but it was game four against the Brooklyn Nets, uh, a series that ended with another very close game. Season favorites to start the year, the Brooklyn Nets, and it all fell apart at multiple iterations during the season. Yeah, I mean, look, they signed Durant and Irving in 2019. They thought things would be different, but a first-round loss. And a sweep. Boston, four in a row. After they lost in five to the Nets last year, they answer back with their eighth series sweep in franchise history. Last down in the bubble against the Sixers. Uh, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant head into the offseason. All right, that was uh, that. I'm glad that call was on there because that's a big part of the reason why this was my game of the year. The Brooklyn Nets were the team that knocked them out the year before. I know that they were shorthanded, but uh, that meant something there. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, obviously all the you know Kyrie drama was still uh, alive and well, and. All four of those games were really close games. The first one, that was your play of the year, was uh, yep. the way that game ended, and that was a one-point win. They won game two by just seven, uh, game three by six, and that last game just a four-point win. Uh, they were all close, nail-biting games, back and forth, and uh, the Celtics proved that they were better than Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, which I still wasn't sure about. I thought they could beat Milwaukee. I thought they could beat Miami, but I wasn't sure that they would be able to go toe-to-toe with Brooklyn, and not only did they, but they swept them. So that was my game of the year. That's when I sort of realized that the Celtics were special. And what you'll also notice in the next two rounds, the games were never really that close. You know, like most games were blowouts one way or the other. They both went seven, but like they were just these, you know, games you could shut off at halftime. You're like, no, they're not coming back in this. Any any sweep you'll ever see, really, right? Yeah, it was a sweep, so you don't remember it that way. But all the games were close. It was really fun to watch, and the Celtics uh, came out on top. The other the other series were a little a little tougher to watch just because the games were so one sided. Uh, So that was it for me. What do you got, Jackson? I got our very own Boston Bruins, so it's um it's our game. So I figured that I can you know change the rules a little bit. Sure. I can I combine two different games. Oh, uh, December third and December seventh against the Colorado Avalanche, who are supposedly supposedly supposed to be our uh, you know next contender for best team in the league, mm-hmm. and um, they just took, handled them. Um, you know they took care of them handily. Two games in a row, uh, a couple of days apart. So here's the uh, end of the second game. Pasternak clears. Linus Olmark has his second shutout of the season, the sixth of his career, and the Bruins get back on the winning track, 4-0 over the Avs. Well, this was a game they were supposed to win, given the rosters of the two clubs and the talent of the Boston Bruins and how well they're playing this year. You know why else that game was special? 
because there is a certain fan in Arizona. That was the last game, Bruins game, he saw with all his fingers. <laughs> you oh, know what yes. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. So the very next night after that game, they went to Arizona, and they played the Coyotes in Tempe, and uh, there was a fight in the stands, and a Bruins fan got his finger bitten off. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This really happened. And so that was the last game that that fan saw with all his fingers. Bitten off by a rest Coyote. In, rest in peace. Too, bitten uh, off by a Coyote. By a Coyote fan. Fan. By a Coyote fan. <laughs> That'd be funny if there was a Coyote in the stands. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, he tried to he tried to give him the old fish hook, and the guy just said, "Chomped chomp it right off." I feel like that would ruin two people's days because yeah. one guy loses a finger, the other guy has, has a, finger. a finger in his mouth. You, you bite down, and all of a sudden, it's in your mouth like that. You know? Yep. Like and that's... then and then you and then you taste finger for the yeah. rest of the day. Oh, probably for the rest of your life. Every meal is ruined for you from now on. <laughs> yeah. Unless like, you're Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> right. That's true. You know, it's like, you know, when you get COVID, you can't taste anything. You bite a guy's finger off. That's all I you taste forever. I ate his finger. <laughs> with a Chianti and some fava beans. Yeah, or, or rather, <laughs> I ate his finger with a Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. There you go. Those are your games of the year. Do we have any? Uh, see, here's the thing. There's no Red Sox game of the year, like Patriots game of the year. I can't really think of any. Well, the Patriots games in the years of really bad, bad situations. Yeah, I was going yeah. to say, Patriots game of the year is probably the Raiders game. And, I mean, they were both really crappy games up until the last 30 seconds. They were crappy for us in the last 30 seconds, too, but at least there was some excitement. Right. Yeah. What mean, was the best games in 2022 for the Patriots? Maybe the Jacksonville game last year? That was in 2022, right? That was after the new year. No. No, no it no, wasn't? No. Jacksonville? I think it was December. Was yeah, it December? Maybe it was December. I, thought, I might I be wrong. it was December. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so fine. Then that one doesn't count. I don't How about know. Bailey Zappi coming in? The Bailey Zappi? Is Bailey Zappi? Was that the best game I in mean, 2022 well, for the Patriots? It's the, most wait, 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 the Bailey Zappi game? Have a no, 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 no. But, okay, so, so the Bailey Zappi game <laughs> against Detroit, which, okay, again. Or Cleveland. They, they, they won. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, perhaps, perhaps. The Cleveland game. That was a good game. 300-yard passing game. Let's say the Detroit game was, I mean, he still went like 0 for 5 in the red zone. That was like a Nick Folk day. True. Right? And then he kind of balls out against Cleveland, though, again, Cleveland was playing pretty bad basketball, uh, pretty bad uh, <laughs> football at that point, and they were missing a couple of people. They did have they have Miles Garrett, though. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I mean, they, they won that game. I'll tell you what, if the Patriots had found a way to win that Bears game, that would have been a runaway. This is them booing Matt Jones in that Bears game. Yes. Up on the bench that's gone two and zero, and they're calling it Zappy Hour and all that other stuff. Forgot about Zappy Hour. <laughs> Forgot about all that. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Eons ago. There's your phone. I know it really does. Uh, all right, there you go. Another uh, little installment of the twenty twenty two year in review. Quick break. When we come back, we'll reset on uh, Robert Kraft. What Robert Kraft said back in March, and uh, this matchup with the Miami Dolphins. That's all coming your way in the final hour here on Sports Radio WEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.